This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle one topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was back to school. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. And I am Adam Lustig. Adam, I don't mean to call you out 10 seconds in. Okay. This isn't even a call out necessarily. <laughs> right away. But we're going to peek behind the curtain. Okay. Last night, Adam and I got pizza with our respective girlfriends. It was so fun. My girlfriend was going to a hip-hop dancing class the following morning, and yes. she was psyched about it. To which she has been a few times. Yes. Yes. She comes home every time and says, it's like a shot of B12. She <laughs> is on a 10 and so hot. Her eyes are wide open. Her limbs are loose. It's like, remember how you felt after drinking 12 cups of Coca-Cola at a bar mitzvah? <laughs> and you're like, you get in your parents' car, and you're like, I'm wired. What's up? You guys want to go to Iowa? What's going on? You guys want to go to Des Moines? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's how I'll, she, push, I'll push the car. That's how she usually returns from hip-hop dancing class <laughs> at, at 10.30 in the morning. Amazing. You said i'm in yeah dude like you know i have not been to this hip-hop class yet i have been to a hip-hop class in my life but what am i crazy i'm not immune to having a good time with my friends in the morning before you tell us about what this hip-hop class was like yes. what other hip-hop class did you attend oh, and what was it like only in a collegiate context part of our nyu acting school world there was like a dance movement type class right. uh, one of our teachers who taught a class called committed impulse which was a little ephemeral for my taste um his girlfriend was just like hot shit hip hop dancer. So when he couldn't teach, right. he, the substitute was his like smoking hot girlfriend right. who was a hip hop dancer. So your fa your family spent $45,000 a year at least to teach you uh, a class about how to move and usually it was taught by somebody from MTV. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So like that was really my hip hop dance experience. That put you in the right place to do a Shakespeare scene? Yes. Immediately somehow after? it did. It got us into our bodies and cool. butts. Okay. Yeah. Loosen those hips up. Okay. I mean like it's really just a workout. I mean you know it's just like. But there's a good mixtape behind there's it. There's a hell of a mixtape. And now, you're supposed to own it right? Like, you're supposed to go to that class with swag. You own it, man. I mean, like, our friend Farron, oh, man, I'm going to blow this. I can't exactly remember what her shirt said. Her shirt said something amazing. I will get back to you. Okay. But yes. And she had, like, her Supreme hat on, like, tilted a little bit to the side. Right. Like, it was, you go in there and you're already You are a video vixen. Yes, exactly. You need to be a video vixen walking in. Exactly. No shame. No shame. Yeah. No shame in this own game. It. Right. Uh, needless to say, I was the only male. I was the only person of the male gender there. Really? Needless to say. I would say there's probably, like, 25 here humans there and i was the one of the male persuasion okay um so was, that was what, what level would you say your swag was on uh my swag was tentative okay tbd swag tbd i would you say left it in the car i left half of my swag in the car and brought the other half tentatively but like in a bag oh so and like, you, i wasn't okay. wearing it necessarily i was wearing the shirt that i'm wearing right now which is naked gray yes just a logoless, probably inside out shitty gray t-shirt swagless swagless i was wearing blue basketball shorts with one simple modest white racing stripe okay let him know you're an athlete <laughs> let him know i'm athletic Okay, I was easily uh, like a head and a half taller than anyone else there. Sure. Except for our friend Lauren, who you know, who's quite tall. Yes. Um, then I was wearing these white socks here and my black sneakers. Problem Those are tubes. Tube socks. Tube socks. Tube One might call them dad tube socks. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Total dad tubes. Right. So, no, I was not particularly swagalicious on this particular hip-hop class. Right, but we've talked about this um, in previous episodes where you don't want to show up to the basketball court wearing the freshest clothes. Undersell yourself when it exactly. comes to Exactly. 
just have the crappiest clothes and let your game do the talking. So when they hit play on the MP3 player, did your game do the talking? You know what, Bill? I'm not here to pat myself on the back, but I can move. I you know, know what I'm saying? It's like my limbs work. My rhythm is good. Like I, above I can, average. I can above well, that. You're I very sharp that, with your movements. Sharp. You very. You have a very committed impulse to your oh, dancing. Oh, damn, Billy. Yes. Thanks, brother. You do. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when I was in the – exactly. I mean, and that is like this sort of thing about underselling yourself, maybe a little bit me more than Billy, but this is a firm tenant of our lives. Yes. Uh, I mean, the ba- the basketball analogy is dead, dead on. Maybe we talked about that with Ben when he was on to talk basketball, but if you are going to a pickup game and someone comes up to the court with all the fly gear, all the light-up LA gear shoes, not one but two ankle braces, like a crazy knee brace, like the ill shorts, right. like the nice new Jordan jersey, like right. a headband. Right. Headband is already almost a giveaway that that person can't play. Right. Um, but if you're over-appareled, what are you compensating for? And I would say that the same applies for a hip-hop class. If you're over-appareled and if you look too much like T-Boz, right. then what are you compensating right. for? But the thing is that Farron can dress like Lisa Lefty Lopez off. because she can dance can like move. Lisa Lefty Lopez. Can freaking move. Right. So I had the good fortune of being behind our dear friends Farron and Rebecca who can also dance like a movaga. Yeah, and it's great to dance behind people who can dance because you can just copy their steps you're when you're kind of in paper. no man's land. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and Marina was up there too and she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She's a pro. She's a super pro. So I was there. Apparently today it wasn't the normal teacher who uh, rumor has it name is maybe something like Amy. Okay. But it was a substitute not unlike my committed impulse class. Yes. I'm always victim to the substitute. Wow. But this substitute kicked ass. It was fucking rocking, man. Yeah. She was like, it's going to be a bit more of a dance hall vibe, a okay. bit more of like a Jamaican, mm-hmm. like Caribbean island vibe. Yep. Uh, and it was fly, man. Would you say that there was any one song that stood out where you're like, okay, this is my jam. I can cut it up to this I one. wrapped along the entire, uh, I wrapped along to the entirety of King Kunta, which is played multiple times. You can go every word on Kendrick Lamar's King Kunta? I mean, I when that album came out, that was uh, that was on loop in my ears for the next three weeks. Very so, I mean, impressive. I think it's just like bur- like burrowed its way into my mind. I'm probably not word perfect. Right. I'm undoubtedly not lyric perfect. Right. But like I know the cadence and I know the rhythm. That's my trick on the dance floor. I'm of the mind that you. I never want to be pulled into a dance circle. <laughs> yeah. Being Why? pulled into a dance circle where it's like everyone's like watching you have fun it's right tough. now. That's tough. If it doesn't feel natural to you, it's not gonna go well what could be more self-consciousness inducing than being thrust into the middle of a dance circle and now you dance and will watch i know That's dancing hard. is embarrassing it's personal if, it, if you don't feel natural to it it's an embar- it's an immediately embarrassing situation which is why being allowed to rap along to a song gets you off what the a hook crush that is oh my god it's it, an amazing crutch which is why you need to learn the words gang <laughs> okay. if you don't like to dance you need to learn the words to every to song on the floor because at least then you're engaged <laughs> i'm not really dancing right now i'm just saying all of the words to all of the songs i like to the people dancing that don't know the words that what you're doing is more impressive you're the backup dancer to the real dancers just by singing along yes exactly so so i sort of had that going for me a little bit i could tell that not everyone else was sort of like as versed in kendrick as i was so i was rapping along feeling pretty good about that did the teacher come up to you and give you like a little like extra attention as the oh only guy oh my god i wish were you teased I was not even like playful you didn't matter not even it was it was 1030 in the morning it was like a work it was just like a workout class I would say that your shirt is the color of most studio walls so maybe the teacher never even saw you in the first place right in I probably just look like a floating bald head with glasses she didn't see the one stripe going down (laughs) your shorts (laughs) my one distinctive apparel she must not have seen my stripe she didn't see the racing stripe I guess she didn't notice me it was super fun and I will 
go back. Yes. I absolutely will go back. Will you go back with more swag? Uh, again, I am personally reluctant to, uh, swag myself up in, again, in cosmetic and physical apparel. Right. Uh, but will I walk in there with a straighter back and with a bounce in my step? Because I know that I'm one class deep and I know a little bit what I'm doing. Absolutely. Inherent swag. Inherent, natural, inner swag. Right. Which is the swag that's most important. You don't need to wear the swag. Nope. Be the swag. That is what it's going to say on one of our tombstones. Right. I haven't decided yet who. You know what that sounds like? Hmm. That sounds like one of those cheesy posters that used to hang in elementary school, uh, like rooms where yes. it'd be like, hang in there and it'll be a cat hanging on a branch my favorite was attitude is a little word that makes a big difference attitude's a big word that's exactly the point it's not even really that small of a word. Attitude? If it's three <laughs> syllables, you cannot say little word. Totally agree. But yes, one of those cheesy elementary school posters. Absolutely. Right, right. Don't wear the swag. Be the, be swag. the swag. Right. Scholastic um, learning. I think we have to immediately segue into what yes. the name of the uh, what the topic of the episode is. We will be talking about first day of school. Back to school. Back to school. I'm sorry. That's good. Yes, back to school. Right. Uh, and there's, I would say that the energy and the nervous, anxious, excited, sort of vibrating energy that I had this morning going into my very first hip hop class. Yes. Can be analogous to the feeling that is nervousness and social anxiety, but also like social eagerness and that right. whole s- delicious cocktail and swirl of adolescent emotions yes. that comes along with that. First day back from summer vacation. It's because summer vacation is the type of thing. It's like that proper bell curve where you need to leave school. Yes. And then you just need all of this time off. And about halfway through, you just start getting a little like. You get uh, antsy. Yeah, antsy. You just need a little bit more structure. Yes. So that by the time summer's over, you're actually craving something to do yes. with all of the people you generally know. Yes. And that's elementary school. Exactly. And uh, beyond that, I feel like summer vacation, especially at an elementary school age when you're like 9, 10, 11, 12, you're, hanging, you're having summer play dates with your, call it your inner circle of friends. Right. So it's like you're seeing the four or five or call it six if you're particularly popular right. friends that you sort of like really hardcore pal out with, ride bikes with, go get ice cream with, go play basketball with. Yes. Those are like your summer crew. But there's a whole other ecosystem of the rest of the school population. Right. Where are they? Where have they been? Right. What are they doing? And they might as well disappear over the course of the summer. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, completely out of mind. Right. So by the first – by like that first day back, you're like, oh, yeah, Leora and Jennifer, you guys still exist. Oh, and we're – were you? You were in Jamaica because you have the cool braids. Yeah, exactly. There was something to be said for coming back with the cool <laughs> braids. Did people come back with ill braids from Jamaica? Did people not in your school? Oh, you went to school with four people. I was in upstate New York with just my four cousins. So no one flew to Jamaica and came back with cool braids no and beads in their hair. Them. So you'd be like, oh, your dad's an orthodontist. You went to Jamaica. <laughs> This wasn't a thing in your school? No way. We had no orthodontist. Oh, that happened. That <laughs> happened. If you came back from summer vacation or any vacation, sometimes it was like winter vacation, and you had the cool braids. If you were a girl, and frankly, if you were a guy with long enough hair, and you had the cool braids with the beads, you crushed oh this my. summer vacation. Now, I happen to know that you and your family would occasionally go to, not the Bahamas, but somewhere like that. We would go to the Bahamas. Yes. But yeah. was that a summer vacation thing traditionally, or not even really? Yeah, we would go there. We've been to Aruba. Yes. Uh, my family owned, my grandfather owned uh, houses in Barbados. Yes. So there's all these kind of place. I guess my, my question, dad used to do concerts in Bermuda. That's so ill. Yeah. Would you ever come back with braids in your hair or beads or anything of that? I kind? am a child of the puffy hair. Yes. My hair doesn't grow down. It grows up. Yeah. It's got some really impressive volume and that it grows thick and up. Right. Yeah. So I've never uh, felt confident enough to braid it yeah. because my fear would be that it would just braid up. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen people try to – maybe we've talked about this on the podcast, but when we did our Canes and Hayek music videos, uh, you had some hair product. And it, yes. it, it, it takes a village – Hillary says it takes a village to raise a child. It also takes a village to mat Billy's hair down to his head. I think it would – I think the appropriate phrase is it takes a construction crew <laughs> to gel Billy's hair down. Your hair has – is like as strong as you are in a way. It right. just like has real in- – like structural integrity and right. fortitude. Right. It's not moving. So yeah, I can imagine it's probably pretty tough to braid your hair did not braid it and that was a thing in elementary school you always wanted to have like a fresh haircut or you wanted to have like a nice outfit or you wanted to look clean and good but when you have puffy hair your hair is going to be huge yes. coming out of summer. Yes. There's nothing you can do about it. Yes. I think uh, I'm not Jewish, but you could call it a Jewfro. Th- yeah, I would say that it definitely is analogous to a Jewfro. Yeah, yeah. Th- it was just hard. I didn't have access to a construction crew to make my hair yes. look cool. Yes. It was just going to puff. So how many weeks out before first day of school were you getting a haircut? You know, it's like that thing where it's like your hair never looks good for like three days after a haircut and then it starts growing in a little bit. You're zone. like, okay, great. Day six and beyond, it's perfect. It's analogous to when you go on a date and when's the next time we can talk to one another yes. where it's like this like unwritten rule where it's like three days later now it's cool same applies to haircuts right i would probably want to get it like the week before to make sure that whatever i could control would look good live in it a little bit i would have my cool shirt probably picked out <laughs> okay now i want to hear about this cool shirt yes so like elementary school billy what does cool shirt mean to you because to elementary school adam it meant bright pink ocean pacific surf shirt oh Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Completely anti-indicative of my personality, but pretty cool. Or your location on the map. <laughs> yeah. Not near In the, the woods. Definitely not Pacific. <laughs> In the woods, don't know how to surf. Ocean But Pacific. I'm wearing a tangerine shirt that supports the surf life. <laughs> you know, just to let the kids know what I've not been up to that summer <laughs> and will never be up to any summer. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what did cool shirt mean to Elementary Oh, Bill? that's so funny. <laughs> Um, the cool shirt for me, I mean, when you're in elementary school, you have so many like thoughts going through your mind and you can't really choose. And you also don't know what's actually cool. (laughs) So my cool shirt, at least in fifth grade was a flannel shirt, like a red and blue flannel shirt, but the sleeves were sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) Gray sweatshirt. Whoa, baby. Yes. Whoa, baby. It's like, I know sweatshirts are cool and I think flannel shirts are cool. Maybe I'm cool if I wear both of them. Casual Kurt Cobain. <laughs> right. Weekend Cobain. Right, Cobain oh, shooting hoops. Oh my god, like that is says arms, sweatshirts, shirt, flannel. And these are long sleeve sweatshirts, not a short sleeve team. Uh this is long sleeve. Oh, oh yeah. Indecisive. Dang, Billy, I'm gonna need to see a photo. I right. know, like Frank and Marianne, if you're listening, if there's a photo of Billy in this <laughs> in this, in this sweat, one shirt flannel. that he You know what's funny? Love there was one Halloween. That. I've never uh I've never really liked Halloween. I've never liked being told what to do, yes. I guess, is, is the short, long short of it. Yes. But that means we wear costumes today. Right, right. I never liked wearing costumes, and a lot of people don't like wearing costumes on yeah. Halloween. I get it. There's yeah. nothing special about that. Right. But one Halloween, we were all supposed to wear costumes, and I asked my mom, this is probably fifth grade again, <laughs> can I just wear my cool clothes to school, <laughs> and that'll be my costume? Be cool, Billy. And she said yes, <laughs> and then we had to do a parade around the elementary school in our costumes, and I was next to Waldo, a witch, and cool Billy. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Not laundry, Billy. Billy's clothes, cool clothes were washed for the parade. Billy, what'd you dress up as? First day of school me? Cool Billy? Cool me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's uh, so funny, man. Oh, funny. So- 
so as we progressed into like middle school, right. what was then all of a sudden then did your shirt choice change? No, I was still pretty uh, – I just wore my clothes confidently. Yes, like yes. I said, it's not about what – it's your swag doesn't come from in what you or, wear. In or swag, folks. It's how you wear it. That's absolutely correct. We could talk about middle school and high school in the second act. Let's please. Um, in elementary school, you learn your ABCs. Yeah. Which immediately made us think – Black Alicious. Ooh, baby, love this song. He is a great rapper somewhere out of the Midwest, I believe. If it's Brooklyn, I apologize. <laughs> but man, he put out a song called Alphabet Aerobics, where he goes through the alphabet and just cuts it up with rhymes. It's an auditory delight. Now it's time for our wrap up. Let's give it everything we've got. Ready? Begin. Artificial amateurs aren't it all amazing Analytically I assault animate things Broken barriers bounded by the bomb beat Buildings are broken basically I'm bombarding Casually create catastrophes Casualties canceling cats got the canopies collapsing Detonate a dime a tank daily doing dope Demonstrations don data on the down low Eating other editors with each and every energetic Epileptic episode elevated etiquette Furious fat fabulous fantastic Flurries of funk felt feeding the fanatics gift got great global goods gone glorious getting godly in this game with the glorious hit him high hella hype historic oh hey holocaust hymns hear him holler at your homeboy imitators idolize my intimidate in an instant i'll rise in an irate state juiced on my jams like jerry curls jocking joints justly it's just me writing my journals kindly i'm kindling all kinds of king kong karate kick type ritz in my kingdom let me live a long life lyrically lessons is learned lame louses just lose through my leverage my mind makes marvelous moves massive Marvel and move, many mock what I've mastered. Niggas nap knowing I'm nice, naturally. Mac never lack, make noise nationally. Operation opposition off, not optional. Out of sight, out of mind, widening opticals. Perfected poem, powerful punchlines, pummeling petty powder puffs in my primes. White crank post, keep quiet as quantum. Quarrelers ain't got a quarter of a we gotta. Really raw raps, rising up rapidly, riding the rushing radioactivity. Super scientifical, sound search thought. Sonic sing, stupefy saps that are soft. Tales ten times talented, too tough. Take that, challengers, get a tune up. You Universal, unique, untouched, unadulterated, the raw, uncut, verb by smart, victorious, valid, violate vibes that are vain, make them vanish, while I'm all well, what a wise word, Smith, just weaving up words, weed it up, on my work shift, Xerox, my x-radiation goes extra large, x-height letters, it's xylophone tones, yellow back, neck, mouth, young ones, yawn, yesterday's lawn yard, cell I yawn, zigzag zombie, zoom into the scene, there's zero wins and thoughts over zealous, rhyme, Z-Lot. That was Alphabet Aerobics by Black Alicious, uh, the song definitely not used to teach us the alphabet in elementary school. Right. Although I wish it were. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's one of those songs where, like, rap songs, novelty rap songs, sometimes you, as a rap fan, it's just like, just rap well. Right. Just impress me with rapping well. Right. But then when you add, like, a novelty hook to it, sometimes it's like, uh-oh, this you is, like, corny. You really can ride the line. Really that good. song destroyed. So good. Destroyed. So good. Yeah. Thank you, Black Alicious. Yeah. Um, this is a good opportunity. We're coming into the second act to remind you once again, and people have done it, and we appreciate it, to follow us on social media. Please do. So that we can interact with you guys when we are not recording the podcast. We act half the fun of having this podcast, truly, maybe more than half, is interacting with uh, y'all and keeping this conversation going, even in between, in the six days, the six long days in between episodes. It's really fun to keep up with you guys. Yeah, it's yes. true. So if you want, follow us on Twitter at NoJokePod. You can listen to old episodes there. You can find anything that we're thinking about or promoting there. So yep. once again, it is NoJokePod 
on Twitter. Yes, and almost most importantly, just subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us comments. The comments give us life. They give us that inner swag that we then take to the hip-hop classes of the world. Yes. So please, please let us know what you like and what you don't like, frankly, about the podcast. Right. Totally open to all critique, all feedback. Let us hear it. And when you go back to school, tell a friend. Tell a friend. I don't know how the word spreads on podcasts outside of trying to promote it yourself. Right. I don't know if people are eating lunch with other people and they say, hey, I heard a great podcast. You should check it out. Yeah. I don't know if that happens. I don't necessarily have that conversation very often. I've never said that over lunch with a friend or loved one. But if you are so inclined as to say... Hey, there's this great podcast. Check it out. It's called No Joke. It's on HeadGum. You should new episodes every Friday. Subscribe to them on iTunes. How's your tuna? Exactly. Something like that. I mean, don't make it just about the podcast and ask about their lunch for sure, just to sort of make it feel organic, right. but definitely plug our podcast. And really, that it only really works if they're eating tuna. tuna. So if they order anything else, just don't tell them about po- No Joke. I think it'll really just don't tell them about No Joke. If you have a friend or acquaintance who has a tuna sandwich for lunch, ask them to subscribe to our podcast and compliment their tuna. And that's all we ask. It's a tuna-dependent request. Easy. This is easy. Good. Thank you. Um, my mom was a, a school teacher, recently retired school teacher, huh. and the thing that she would do for every first day back at school for a summer vacation, she would wear a T-shirt that was specific to some experience she had over the summer. So, like one summer, we went to Fort with Lord. words or with a picture. Yeah, but just like a souvenir. Like if we went to Disney World oh. that summer, she'd wear the Disney World shirt. A talking point. A talking point. One time we went to San Francisco right before we went back to school as a little family vacation. We went to a couple Giants games. She wore the Pac Bell Park Giants T-shirt. Everyone started to know what Susie comes back with. Susie did. Okay. Okay. It's an experience-relevant garment. People like buying shirts from the places they've gone. I was here. Safe to say, I've never done that ever. Yeah, you've never even bought one souvenir tee. Sometimes I see people like come up to me and they're wearing like a Nantucket shirt. Yeah. And I know that they want me to probably in some capacity be like, hey, Nantucket. You know what I do? I avoid it completely. Oh, good. That show, that really puts them in their place. Regardless of the town or location on your shirt, I won't address it. So then that person walks away from that conversation with you thinking, did I fucking piss away 18 bucks on this t-shirt? And Should like, I have really been wearing a flannel shirt with sweatshirt sleeves? <laughs> Should I, I have been then? wearing that? Jesus, why did I go to Block Island if not to start up a very, very small talk about Block Island? <laughs> This is nonsense. <laughs> Why else did I get this? But uh, you do have your ele- – I mean, I know this is very, very different. Yes. But you do still have your – I want to say kindergarten class. Yes. Everyone, everyone in your kinder- kindergarten class signed the T-shirt T-shirt. Yes. You still wear that on the regular, Bill. So it is the second act of the No Joke podcast. In this act, we like to talk about our current lives with the topic. The topic today is going back to school. Back to school. I am class of 2000. Yes, Oceanside. Yes, Yes. Oceanside, New York. Not Oceanside, California, but class of 2000. And that was exciting for us and the adults that were raising us. Y2K, the year 2000. These kids are literally the future. (laughs) So in uh, kindergarten, we were given – we were being taught how to write our names. And we learned enough how to write our names that then they – asked us to write it on a specific piece of paper that yep. they would then mat onto a t-shirt that we would then wear a huge t-shirt yes all our names on it that we would then wear um when we graduated cute. in sixth grade cute and that is cute and i love that shirt it's my i have it now going on like 25 years it, more than that probably honestly it must have been huge because it fits you as a 30 something year old adult human male perfectly and fine kindergartner and it's cute because you look at everyone's names and you're like oh look how bad we were at handwriting yeah. and then there's christopher alexander who clearly did didn't learn how to write his name because his penmanship was perfect <laughs> and everyone knew 
Christopher Alexander's mom wrote his name on the shirt. Now, wait a minute. So for that shirt writing assignment, you had to write your name down at home and bring it in? You had to do it. I guess so. I oh. guess that's how that uh, conspiracy theory that I just yes. cooked up would work. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Because... Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Alexander. We're on to you. He got top row. <laughs> we're talking like maybe like 50 names per uh, row and yes. there's three rows. He got top middle. Yes. It's where your eyes start. It's as if the school like had hired a ringer. <laughs> Like, like the superintendent was coming in and they like ringer. hired the perfect ringer to come in and be like, this is what all of our students look and act That's like. That's so funny. So, Were you the kind of person that would actually be excited to go back? Like what excited you most about going back to school? Was it – I know like the social life aspect of it. And yeah. the, but as we said, like summer is also a time where you sort of cultivate these friendships and right. like hang out with your buds. Right. But what excited you, Billy, the most? Because I am sort of dorkily uh, – pseudo ashamed to admit that part of what really jazzed me up was the actual school and like oh. going back to class and like seeing what books we were going to read in English this year. So different than me. <laughs> yeah. So different. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was excited about was girls. Yeah. Girls. Talking to the girls now. Because summer up until like late high school, it's like it's – at least this is my experience. It's you and your boys. Yeah. And you're theorizing about what everyone's doing, but you have no idea. You're riding bikes and yeah. just like throwing a ball in a backyard. Yes. And at some point, you're like, I wonder what everyone looks like again. Yes, exactly. And then some of the girls come back with braids in their We're hair. From Jamaica. And you're like, well, Oh, your dad's an orthodontist. Exactly. Welcome. Fix my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely the so it was the social element that got you most charged. How could obviously. it not? I mean, look, there's nothing ex there's nothing interesting or like I don't know nothing unique about me saying I didn't really like school. Like I didn't like Join having to yeah. learn. Like being told this is what you're going to be taught, and yes. if it's not authentic, like I just didn't like. My, I just couldn't authentically connect to what all of these things were saying, yes. all these people were saying to me. But there was something about just the game of socializing. Yeah, of course. And like climbing the social rank. Yes. At, but like all ranks and wanting to be accepted by all groups. Yes. That was something I really prided myself on. I had a lot of friends who were on the sports teams who were just, of course, the loudest, the most boisterous. And right. in school, that usually means the most popular in some capacity. Yes. But there was something so fun about knowing everyone in, in every group. group. That's and the I politician. That's the social politician. In you. Where it's like the comic book kids, I'm going to need them and they're going to need me at some point. The science kids, we're going to need each other over here. That, Bill. Yeah. You so. were sort of the fulcrum around which the social sphere could sort of circulate a little I, bit. A yeah. Little bit, or well, at least you had a finger in every pot. I just – I never – it was never natural to me to think like they are different than me therefore they're bad there was yes. always like i knew who i was i was going to be surrounding myself with athletes and working on sporting events i yes. knew that's who i was yes but that didn't mean that everyone else wasn't interesting yes a little that's so interesting because i do my school and that you went to obviously a much bigger school than i did so my school was simply too small to click off like there was literally not the numbers for it oh my god to like faction off it yeah. was just a sort of numeric improbability for right. us to i mean like it would be a click of one right you know what i mean like there were no clicks <laughs> you outcasted yourself, yourself in order to click yourself click yourself exactly right. but it wasn't also interesting like i feel like this phenomenon is a bit of a thing where it's like over the summer like certain people had slight kind of like almost personality transformations yes and then like they would new come choices back, new choices summer's the reset button they hit the reset button they hit the self-reinvention button a little yeah. bit so then they come back in september and maybe that person belongs in a slightly new social strata now yeah or like perhaps yeah that it's comic book a, that first could. week is a big week to be yeah. like this is who i am and this is who i'm now moving with things are determined the lunch table politics is big the lunchroom politics are big who are you going to sit with we sit at this table because things like that get determined first week of school and tend to last throughout the entire year totally this my, is our capital lt lunch table for the capital y year yes yeah. growing up in long island my favorite transformation that would happen and it was like suburbs long island like 
upper middle class, like yes. nothing, like no, nothing admirable about the people, but nothing bad about the people. <laughs> right. It was just like somewhat wealthy families in Long Island. Just other humans. My favorite transformation coming back from summer was the kids who decided to become very urban. Oh, God. They, like, still lived on, like, Westlake Court. <laughs> but, like, now their genes are huge. Draped in FUBU. And they like, kind of talk like this now. It's like, <laughs> it's like, we're not in Queens. You've never been to Queens. You're not Rosie Perez, yeah. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon Feldman, you've just been listening to a lot of Tribe Called Quest this summer. And there was nothing more fun for me than to immediately identify that phony and then be like, let's see how long this lasts. Let's just see how long this lasts. You never suffered from such a sort of uh, identity, kind of like wild identity shift as much. I mean, I made bad choices within the groups that I hung out with. Right. Like, but But you never betrayed your authentic self. Well, You're just not that I guess, kind of a guy. I mean, that's kind of, well, I don't know. It's like when you're that age, what is your authentic self? I, I think you're probably searching to find it. You're forming it. But I will say that I made like, uh, my soccer team made it to the Nassau County Championships. Cool, congrats. Yeah, thanks. And uh, <laughs> this was 12, 14 years ago. And we all agreed to dye our hair, bleach our hair. Oh, baby. Not frosted tip, <laughs> frosted head. Oh, dang. And as an Irish American, <laughs> that doesn't really like look good or cool. And it, like, lasts for a very long time. Oh, as we said, Billy's hair is impenetrable. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is spray paint that doesn't come off. Um, so that was not so much an identity shift as just uh, you look bad for a while. <laughs> shift. Shift. <laughs> You've made yourself look worse, shift. You've made yourself look a little shittier, shift. Right. That's really funny. That was, like, the uh, head lead singer for Everclear Eminem type. Friend. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, that yes. sort of vibe. What, who's the chef? Who's the fat chef who everyone makes fun of? Guy Fieri. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, this is apropos of nothing, but I believe he makes something called donkey sauce. I think he does. I think that is his, his signature sauce. Right. Is a donkey sauce. That makes me want to throw up on a donkey. Yes, and donkey punch him. Right. Yes. <laughs> what an idiot. What is a donkey punch? I think it's something sexual and disgusting that I'd rather not get into. So, okay. <laughs> which which I, regr- I regret makes... referencing it at all. It just like sort of off the cuff in the first place. I'm blushing right now in this moment. So I want like... to play on loop. I think sometimes on radio shows where someone says something interesting they like make a clip out of it and they drop it out of nowhere i want to loop in you just saying that makes me want to donkey punch him <laughs> we're not going to explain what it is but let it be known that it has made adam blush i apologize guy fieri you're my friend now we'll segue into a song um this song is such a good song yes if you've ever seen the movie belly belly starring dmx and nas oh dang this is the first four minutes of the movie when okay, they cool. walk into the club in blacklight sick um, it is also the first few lines are back to life, back to reality. Okay. Let's go back to school. Let's do it. It's back to reality. Back to life, back to reality. Back to life, back to reality.
That was Back to Life by Soul to Soul. That is truly an incredible musical event. It's just great when, like, in EDM music now, it's, like, all about the drop. When, like, the beats just yes. keeps growing and growing and growing, and then the bass drops. Yes. That song has one of the best drops of yeah. all time. It starts yep. with the acapella, and when the bass drops in, the club jumps Gets off. Up. I had wished that they were playing that in hip-hop class this morning. Oh, that would be fun. Absolutely. That song is also featured in a very famous scene from Fresh Prince, where he moves into Uncle Phil's house for the first time, is setting up his posters and putting his posters on, and he's, like, st- like very animatedly stapling the posters to his wall to the beat of that song, yep. which is indelible in my memory. It feels like almost the beat by which all other beats yeah. kind of of grew out of it is like the 90s it's just sort of like hip-hop probably yeah i think hip-hop beats are generally like 88 to 92 beats per minute yeah which to djs means something to the rest of the world means, means nothing. nothing right but that really feels like that sweet spot that just like sits right there yes if you were doing a freestyle rap show oh. and you just don't want the beat to be complicated because it's scary enough and weird enough to just freestyle rap for a long time for right. an audience right that beat is a good one to do it over. right i'm sorry to me- make such a tangent but can we just give a quick plug to our friends who you saw uh in the improvised shakespeare company recently Speaking of freestyle rap and how amazing and genius people can be. Best rap concert I've ever been to. Seriously, though, we have some friends, Ross and Blaine, and our friend Thomas perform with this company called the Improvised Shakespeare Company. I unfortunately missed the show this last week, but they were amazing, right? I mean, they're incredible. When you go to a show, any show, you hope to, like, leave with something. Yeah. Like, you just feel like, oh, I like that was an interesting theme from the play, or, like, that was a cool performer. Yes. I felt everything leaving that show. Yeah. It was the most like artistically fulfilled I've left a show, any show, How in such that? a long time. Not only do they kind of spin a narrative out of nothing. Yes. And if you've been to a UCB show, you've seen like scenes kind of get heightened and you've seen this thing called a Harold happen and mm-hmm. it's an interesting way of doing improv. Mm-hmm. But this is like a play with characters who remain on stage for almost the duration of the the show. And it's in rhyming verse. Rhyming it, verse. Crazy. Everything rhymes with the next thing. Crazy. And it's beyond just like they make it rhyme. They're rhyme hold so many different meanings and long story short improvised Shakespeare is one of the greatest live performances I've ever seen period truly 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 and we have yes shout out Blaine Swin shout out Ross Bryant our buddies who are in the show who are also Ross we can speak to from per- first hand experience an amazing freestyle rapper yes that's really what just sparked the memory incredible yes and you know what's funny is Thomas Middleditch is also like yes. the fa- one of the faces of improvised Shakespeare that's right and he hates doing those freestyle raptures. I've done them twice with him uh, he's dying backstage uh, we all are that's so funny and even Utkarsh our dear dear friend Utkarsh who all of you listeners must know known for from for rapping, so good at freestyling, sweating like, it out. Sweat. He gets so or like sick to his. He'd be the first to tell you, right. sick to his stomach before right. every single freestyle thing. He gets up there. He is n- like a absolute knockout. But I mean, guy, he is like a Jedi level freestyle. But rapper. guys like you and Thomas channel the charm. Yeah, channel is the that charm. What you call it? Play into it. Yeah, play into play us into not it. being good at freestyle rapping. Well, you necessarily. are. You say you aren't. Yes. but you know whatever. It, but you play into the charm. You play into the charm. That's it. Okay, that inner swag. Uh, third act of the No Joke Podcast. Once again, we will remind you to follow us on Twitter at Please. No Joke Pod. If you have anything you'd like to suggest to us, email us. Uh, Gmail. It is uh, at it is No Joke Pod at Gmail Any topics you want us to tackle or not tackle, let us know. Right. If yes. there's any merch you'd like to see us make, maybe you want a mug in the future. Do you? Because that's all we're considering right now. Just that. <laughs> Maybe if you want a mug in the future. Okay. You want to bring your teacher a little first day back at school gift? You want a little mug? Yes. Keep it on the desk? Yes. What teacher wouldn't? What teacher's cool quotient wouldn't be upped by a hip podcast mug on their desk day one? That's a lot of cool cred for you teachers out there. That's what your mom would be bringing to school if she was still teaching. Exactly. She'd plop her mug right down and say, this is what I've been doing this summer. Exactly. Listening to the No Joke That's exactly podcast. what my mom would do. Some moms would then bake like cookies 
movies or – I mean the apple on the teacher's desk is sort of like from the 1950s or like that's a Charlie Brown right. trope or something. But I would have – like I would have classmates whose moms would bake cookies for all the teachers for the first day. Wow. And that was really nice. I mean you know what that's the equivalent of? Just putting money in the Mafia Don's pocket. Exactly. It's like, listen, I already greased the wheels. Now it's like you have a problem with my kid. What about the oatmeal raisins? <laughs> what about the oatmeal are we, maybe we're forgetting. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Did did he not bring in his homework? What about the oatmeal raisins? I'm sorry, Mrs. Fletcher. You have some of my delicious homemade oatmeal raisins still. The remnants on you. You want to maybe reconsider my son's grade? I worked hard for you. I knew that you were gluten free. <laughs> exactly. No gluten in the it's leverage. Raisins. Grease it's the leverage. wheels. Yep, yep. I respect yep. that move. Here's something that's weird. Yes. And it's the third act, and we should be talking about the future. We're not. That's fine. That's okay. Um, that you never saw two apples on a desk. <laughs> were people? <laughs> Were kids, once they saw the apple, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, real uh, estate's taken. Yep. It's like, bring everyone put your apples back. Yep. Because you'd think that the sign of a good teacher would have like 15 apples. Many, many apples. Teachers give kids stars to put on their, uh, like next to their name when they do something well. A good deed, yes. What? I think that teacher of the year literally shouldn't have any room on their desk. It should be covered in apples. All the apples, yes. Or at least just like one like diamond-encrusted like Kanye, just like the, the, the apple. You know what? Let's, let's do this. Every hundred apples you get, you should get a platinum apple. Come on. At the very least. I think yes. that's fair. There should be a business somewhere in uh, the school curriculum that you can return a hundred apples gifted to you by uh, students, and you get a platinum Look, apple. my parents are teachers. I know that the process by which uh, the sort of school's judge teachers is very tricky it is very controversial it's super complicated to know right. how well teachers are doing right and sort of like how that relates to their students growth i think a very very concrete objective mathematical way to assess a teacher's performance yep. how many platinum apples have you had hey miss ferrara you earned an apple today <laughs> okay i think it's great 99 more and you get a platinum if you are a teacher who listens to the no joke podcast mom would you want a platinum apple because potentially, no-joke platinum apples are now in the works. Okay. We promised you mugs. You might be getting platinum apples. Starting just as of just this one second. Right. Platinum apples are on the table. Right. <laughs> if we can guarantee 20 teachers who want to order a platinum apple, even though that's not exactly how we just said it works because you needed to earn the first 100 apples, whatever. Cheat. If you're a te- good teacher's cheat. Cheat. Good teacher's cheat. So there's that. Okay, just buy your platinum apple if you're not a if you're a shitty teacher and you still want to appear like a good teacher, buy one of our no joke branded platinum apples that probably say this apple is no joke. Not uh, bad. Okay. Not bad. All right. So that's just a little school lesson. Third act of the podcast, we should at least try and talk about the future of education. Adam, do you th- ever see yourself going back to school? I could I could see myself uh, as a teacher. Absolutely. Is that true? Yeah. I think that Oh, as a teacher. Is that what you said? Yes, as a teacher. I don't know if uh, – I mean, I don't know. I would never say never. I don't know if I'm up to like plunk down another like pretty penny to go get a grad degree. In, in a any... traditional curriculum as well. I don't know. I don't see myself doing that. Yeah. However, do I fantasize about living like the sort of Philip Rothian professor's life where I like live in Burlington, Vermont and like teach theater at UVM and like live in the beautiful bucolic town with my wife and kids and right. like, just like peace out and like live a sweet life of academia? Hell yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds That nice. to me sounds amazing. Yeah. But uh, never not- as a student. Never as I a student. I, I, I agree. I'm with you. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Do you think – is there anything in your life that you actually would need a degree in currently to like <laughs> – is there anything that you want out of life that you would actually need a degree in that you would need to go back to school at 33 years old? I mean look. Let me be totally blunt. On this weird path of creative make ups that we're on now, yeah. hell no, dude. Right. Hell no. Right. I'm not trying to go to school to get an MFA in what? Comedy sketch web design? <laughs> like I don't think I need that. No, <laughs> no offense to right. like 
like all the great comedy web design, skitty comedy MFA programs out there, I don't think that's necessarily for me at this yeah, point in my life. Right. If I wanted to go and if my life wanted to take a hard right and I wanted to study something absolutely entirely disparate, yeah. if I realized that I like got hooked on Renaissance history, if I were wanted to become an art history type person. Right. Which again, like I have those like those kernels of interest, but nothing real that f- has flowered too much. Yeah. I would, I guess, I would consider going back to school if I had, right. pa- if passion took me there. Right. But I'm certainly not like my parents aren't tapping me on the shoulder asking for a grad degree. They don't care. No, and I don't care. It has no effect. No effect. Would you ever go back to school to get a master's degree in anything? No, no, no. Just like you know, but I, my, I was actually talking to my neighbor right before we came here, hmm. right before I left to come to the studio. Mm-hmm. And she is probably like a 60-so-plus-year-old woman. Uh, she was a bus driver for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, due to sitting in the bus for, in certain, for certain times and all this kind of stuff, she hurt herself. So then uh, she got kind of a pension check. Mm. She used that pension check to go back to school. Oh, wow. So she just um, finished her first semester. Cool. And she said it's awful. She said it's awful. It's awful. She doesn't like it. She said that she hasn't been into school in 40 years yeah. and just to sit in a small desk that's this the desks are built for a person of a certain size yeah. and age a child one might say i well this is college but still like yes but still just not she's been you know she's put on weight and she's like right, sitting right. on other things for the yes. rest of her life and all yes. these kind of things she said that it's on the second floor and in california that means that it's about 95 degrees in the classroom and every next detail she told me it just kept reminding yeah. me of how much needs to go right yes. in order to have a successful scholastic experience that's so true Billy. one element even just the heat. heat even if the teacher's great and like the subject matter's great stuffy windowless room i'm in hell yeah even I'm if the desk is big enough it's like this is an uncomfortable place to yes. sit. Yes, yes. It's so, so hard to get a good education. I feel like people, like with parents, uh, I feel like just by, by virtue of, of having a child, you also are signing up to going back to school. It's like, because right. you're like sort of going back to school with them. It's like, whether you want to you're or not. You're on that calendar you're now. You're on that calendar. It's like, they're bringing the homework home. You're doing it with them. Right. You're basically going back to school yeah. when you have a child. Yeah. If you're parenting well and actively, That's I think. That's it, yeah. So, you know, maybe then we'll kind of go back to school. School, whether we want to or not, we'll be doing like PEMDAS. Yes. Learning all of there the weird acronyms. There will be parent-teacher meetings. Yes. There will be parent-teacher meetings. Yes. And you know what I look forward to when we go back to those? Yes. Sipping on the super tiny water fountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bending all the way down at the waist. Nothing makes you feel like a giant, like going back to your elementary school and seeing how low the water fountains are. And it will probably be shocking like how narrow the lockers are. Because, yep. like, again, that was like your whole universe. You would oh, open yeah. the locker and be like, there's room for photos of my crush and a hacky sack and all my books and my sweatshirt for later. It's all there. It's probably like a three inch by three centimeter like quadrant. I wouldn't want to go back to college, but I would want to go back to high school. Yeah. You talk lockers and all that kind of stuff. You talk lockers, it sparks it. Yeah. I would go so far as to say that I'd want to go back to elementary school. Okay. Yeah. I'd want to die. I want to turn the clock all the way back. Sure. Just, just destroy sports. Finger- <laughs> just destroy at sports. Just got to... Get scouts coming early. To exactly. Uh, a 33-year-old kindergartner, is, he's got some promise. Seven for seven with six home runs at kickball at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing. Well, that's another one, Ab. Good at Bill. We should uh, really play some sort of school bell signifying that this episode is over. Yes, that, gra- that audio cue would go here. And there it is. That's it. School's out. Okay. For the No Joke Podcast, I'm Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. That's another one. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.